Hey, how's it going? This is Tyler Murphy, and you're listening to the Lonely Painter Podcast. The podcast in which very few people listen, and I get on and tell you what I've been up to, what I've been thinking about, and hopefully it's a little studio companion for the hundred or so people that listen to this thing. Um, so this week, what's going on? Quick announcement, uh, my friend Claire and I started a new podcast for, uh, the Story Night community that we have here in Billings, and we've interviewed a couple different people. As it stands, there is, uh, an episode, uh, an introduction episode, and then an episode with our friend Don Corcoran. And uh, this week, Don has a fundraising event here in Billings. He, he's he been diagnosed with, uh, I think, some kind of a blood cancer, if I remember right. And uh, he's he, he'll be moving to Seattle for a couple months to uh, seek treatment out there. There was, uh, I guess, some sort of a, a match with a donor out there that... Um, hopefully everything goes well, and hopefully he'll be back here in a couple months. But this week, there's a little fundraising event here in Billings. So if if you do happen to listen to this and you're around Billings, it'll be at 2905 Montana Avenue on Thursday night. And you can probably find <clears throat> more about that on Facebook. I highly recommend checking out the podcast episode with Don. It's a really beautiful conversation about death and coping with the possibility of of uh, dying at, at the age that he's at in the position that he's at in in life and and uh, his attitude towards the whole thing is really beautiful and inspiring and I think it's just a conversation that we all should listen to at some point and I'll probably go back and give it another listen here in another day or two uh, we recorded it maybe about a month or month and a half ago, and then we've also recorded, like I said, a couple more conversations with different people from the Story Night community. I need to do a little bit of editing with some of those, but they should be out there soon. So if you're interested in that, the name of that podcast is The Story Night Podcast, and I think you should be able to find it easily enough on iTunes uh, or Podbean. The only thing I, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to get it onto Stitcher, and I don't know why it's not showing up there yet. Um, by the way, if if uh, you're listening to this, I'd love to ha- have some feedback. Like I said, I think there's maybe consistently maybe about a hundred different people that listen to this currently, anyways, and uh, to this podcast. And I would love to just hear from a few of you. Uh, to see if there's to see uh, which platforms, uh, which apps you're you're uh, using to to stream, and if if I need to uh, try to get it onto some sort of a different podcast app that you usually use, any of that kind of information in an email would be much appreciated. 
Okay, so this week, what's going on? I've been thinking about a handful of different things. I think I'm in a lot better mood than I was last week. This week's been a little bit of a roller coaster as well. Just, I thought that my computer was on the fritz for about a day there. Took it into the Geek Squad. They were able to fix it, but but as I was sitting, standing there thinking, oh no, this is going to... This I'm gonna have to get a new new Mac. I just wanted to grab it and just break it in half right in front of this guy. Just bend the screen right in half and just and then just set it back on the counter and just walk away. That's and say nothing. Just just coolly and calmly break it and then set it there and just walk away. But thank God, uh, I didn't do that, and it is fixed, and life can go on the way it is. <laughs> the other thing I've been thinking about this week, I don't know that I have much to really share with you this week. The, the, the only kind of entertaining thought that I had other than breaking my Mac in half was um, I've realized how like I'd made plans with my friend Grant to grab a drink one night and I was supposed to meet him at like 6 6.15 at, at the garage or something and I was painting at the time when I was when I made the plan and, and so I made the plan around like 5.15 and then of course I start painting and I get really creative in the in like the 15 minutes leading into 6:15. So like at six o'clock, I like really start painting hard and just get a whole bunch of work done on this painting that I've been working on. And I'm just like, oh, I see one more thing. I see one more thing I can do. <laughs> so I show up late. To hang out with Grant, he he flips me off uh, as I'm getting a beer, and I walk over to him, and I I just realize how a lot of times like I think I have to. It's like I get creative when I know that I'm <laughs> when I know that I'm like uh, making myself late to hang out with a friend, and. So I don't know. There, so I told Grant that uh, I I probably will be late again. <laughs> I guess it's it's like saying that you're going to do one thing, and then doing the opposite. <laughs> and and even that night after that, Grant was asking what what I was going to do that night, and I had an invite to go to a party, and I was just by that point I was kind of feeling worn down and not really feeling all that social not really wanting to not really wanting to go to this party with a bunch of people that are a few years younger than me and and try to put on a a good happy social face and pretend like everything is totally fine so (laughs) I, I told Grant like yeah I don't know I think I'm I think I'm gonna get I'm gonna call it a night 
And he's like, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm, I need a night in by myself. So like around eight o'clock I go home and on the way home, I am like, you know what? Well, now I feel like I'm ready to go out. And so I, I guess the, the only point of this is that sometimes I feel like you have to disavow something. You have to say, I'm not going to do it. And then all of a sudden it becomes, uh, it, it becomes something that you want to do. And I don't know that you can fake that. I don't know that, I don't know that knowing this helps you to do something that you know you should do, but don't do, but it's just maybe a, maybe just an interesting observation about life that this seems to be the the way anyways that my life works maybe maybe you're listening to this uh thinking i'm absolutely crazy but maybe you can't relate to it if you can maybe uh let me know i think there's something to it i just watched uh i just watched a film um called a dangerous method about Carl Jung and and uh, Freud and uh, a patient that that Carl Jung had and kind of this affair that he ends up having with her and it's really interesting how so many times in that film people they say they say one thing and then immediately do the opposite it just happens again and again and again and I I could it's I felt like I could call it and actually I'm seeing that all the time in in film now that I think about it, there's this really good movie called Winter Light, which uh, that's part of the reason. So our next show at the gallery is called Winter Light. And part of the reason I named it that is because uh, this movie impacted me so much. I think it was made in the sixties. It's a black and white film. And this, there's this scene. If you look up on YouTube sometime, Winter Light scene, it's, it's one of, there's a few, you should watch the whole thing. I think you can watch it on YouTube. But there's this one scene where this pastor just just brutally rips into this uh, woman that's in love with him and is brutally honest about how he doesn't love her and all the different things that bother him about her. And that basically, basically it's like him kind of breaking ties with her. And then as he's walking out... After he said all these awful things, as he's walking out, he he asks her, "Do you want to go with me?" And when what he means by that is, like, or he's uh, he's the, he's saying, "Do you want to go with me to?" He's got to run some errands and or take care of some business. And and of course, you know, she she's still in love with him, so it's like she's. She's like, can I do anything else? <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting the way the way life works, the way desire works, I guess. Yeah, check out check out Winter Light and then A Dangerous Method. I just watched that last night, and I think it's I think it's really good. I think it does a uh, from from everything I've heard and and read about. The difference between Jung and Freud, it seems like the film pretty accurately portrays their difference. I need to read both of them more. I, I've read a little bit of, of uh, Freud and 
Uh, I haven't read any of Jung, but um, I think that understanding the difference between them is actually pretty important these days. It, I think it, it helps to make sense of uh, different thinkers, uh, different contemporary thinkers, guys like uh, Jordan Peterson and uh, Peterson being more uh, Jungian and uh, the guy that, that I particularly enjoy, though have a hard time understanding, uh, Slavoj Žižek, um, I would say is more, uh, more of a more kind of Freudian. He's an expert on Lacan, and um, he's uh, uh, really into Hegel. And, you know, Hegel is kind of has an interesting way of thinking of dialectics. And all of this is really above, above my pay grade. But this is the kind of stuff that I'm fascinated by these days. So if anybody can email in and, and knows, knows more than I do about, about some of these guys uh, and what they're kind of maybe what some of their core differences would be I'd love to love to read about it I think basically from my understanding of it is it's that Freud is a lot more uh he was trying to be a lot more just cut and dry and scientific uh and and trying to use reason and 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 rationale to explain neuroses, whereas Jung uh, is more uh, mystical, has more of a conception in uh, in God, and so he he believes in uh, the unconscious as like a collective unconscious and archetypes, and that there are certain stories that are just part of all of us, I guess that that you find across all different cultures and obviously that seems that that seems obviously true i think that with freud uh he is more i think trying to keep he was trying to keep psychoanalysis free of any kind of superstition uh to not resort to any kind of mystical thinking as a way of explaining anything. So, um, but also I think that Freud has a conception that, that a person is, um, at their core ontologically lacking. And this, this I think would tie into some of the past episodes I've done on, like ontological anxiety. Freud's ideas is kind of that the cure of psychoanalysis is not that there really is no cure and that that is the cure. So coming to understand that there's nothing that can really take away that anxiety and that that lack that that we all have within us is I I think his idea of what the cure actually is that that coming to grips with just life as it truly is, is, is the cure. 
and at least in this movie, it's a great movie. I mean, it's it's uh, Michael Fassbender plays Carl Jung, and Sigmund Freud is played by Viggo Mortensen, who, gosh, he he does such a great job as as well. Both those guys are incredible, but he actually looks a lot like Freud in it. But I think yeah, Carl Jung is more in that movie. He's kind of he's always he's wanting to give his patients something more something more than just coming to accept that 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 they'll always be messed up uh that they'll always be something that is unsettled within them i kind of have come to fall more on the side of freud uh but perhaps Perhaps I'm missing something uh, in in my understanding of both of them. Uh, But in my own experience, coming to realize that there's, that there is tension and anxiety within me. I mean, this is what every single product um, is trying to invoke in you and remind you of is like, hey, remember how you're anxious? Oh yeah, here's a uh, product that can that can fix that. So everybody's trying to sell you snake oil, but once you come to realize that there's no snake oil that will that will t- totally fix that, that there will always be this anxiety toward death, toward am I living up to who I truly could be, toward um, uh, what's the other one? Oh and this is like from Paul Tillich's book, Courage to Be. Um, So his anxieties that he outlines there are anxiety of death, anxiety of guilt and condemnation, and the anxiety of meaninglessness. Going through those dark nights of the soul type experiences where, you know, you just finally hit a moment in your life where all meaning drops out and you just have a, really hard time latching on to anything any idea any belief system your job your family anything that seems to give you uh, a way of making sense of why it's even worth getting up out of bed when that drops out as it does for some people and and that's actually what happens in that movie winter light for this for this, uh, I think he's a Lutheran priest. He goes through this existential crisis, this dark night of the soul, and it's it's pretty incredible um, to to watch it. It's it's really, I would say, believable and a good representation of what that looks like and feels like. I think I've experienced something like that. I won't go into that now, but that, and that movie does a beautiful job of like, it's kind of like, I I would say that this is what dialectics is, is that he disavows sort of everything that he believes. He goes through nihilism. He, he kind of, it's like, yeah, these, everything I've been saying doesn't work anymore. And yet at the end of it, he goes ahead and keeps on performing his duty as a as a priest. 
and goes ahead with this service that he doesn't really have to go ahead with. It's like, why is that? It's, and I think it's kind of mirrored in his in the scene where he totally goes off on this woman that loves him, and he tells her exactly what he thinks of her. Kind of in the same way, maybe he's doing that uh, toward toward God. And then as soon as you've said all those things, as soon as you've been completely honest about how you feel about everything, then it's like, and now I'm ready to stay. Now I'm ready to continue believing. Okay, I think that's all I have to share <laughs> this week. Uh, hope you're all doing well. Um, I got to get to work on a few last paintings for this winter light show that opens uh, April 4th and 5th. My friend Koala and I have been going out painting here in Montana. I think we did like four, yeah, four days of plein air work in the cold, and then we've had several days of studio work, and and uh, I'm hoping to get a few more studio pieces done before the April 4th opening and the April 5th art block. And then a month later, we have Richie's show. So thanks for listening. I'll be back next week and be good to yourselves.